Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut Halachas, Yoridea, Chelik Aleph, Hilchois Hechsher Kalim, Halacha Dalit, Paragraph Yud Dalit. Today's shir is dedicated by Daniel Hadar in honor of his wife's birthday today, and also Lilo Nishmas Tuvia Barabisro Yitzchak, Yurachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Bas Itamar, and for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Avigail Brocha Bashirat Voira, Shirat Voira Bas Miriam, Yosef Avram Eliezer Nisim Ben Pesia, Jonas Ben Hilda, Leia Reina Bas Aviva, Aviva Chaya Bas Estemindel, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Shimon Zvulon Ben Soraleya Mazel Bat Zahava, Rus Alexandra Estechaya Bas Luna Patricia, Yehuda Ben Soramaya Chaim Ben Rachel, Chana Bas Hadasa Shendel, Sorafega Bas Chana, Shlema Nisim ben Mazel, Nisim ben Rivka, Chaim Arye ben Brocha, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Tuv Yitzvi ben Chaya Liza, Yuspehendel Bas Gitleya, Sorochel Bas Yuspendel, Avivrona Bas Yuspendel, Ami ben Chai ben Yudis Gila, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Nachmon ben Yafa Bas Tvoira, we're talking about the topic of dipping kalim in the mikvah. Rav Nelson Zal says now, V'yalkein, t'vilas kalim, homar elozar ha-koyen. Based on what we're learning here, we'll understand why it was elozar ha-koyen who presented this mitzvah to Klal Yisrael, bo'eis shebo Moshe lechlal kas al-inyin benois midyon. At the time when Moshe Rabbeinu got angry about the fact that the Jews had allowed the girls, the females of Midian, to remain alive, when Hashem told them, the Jews, to wipe out Midian, these girls and women who had enticed the Jews based on the advice of Bilam, as the Torah speaks about this, towards the end of Parshas Bolok, because the concept of dipping kalim in a mikvah, which we learned in the previous year, is all about restoring that holy chius from the ruach alikim, from the divine spirit of Hashem that hovers over the waters, shehu ruchay shomoshiach, which the Zohar HaKadosh says is also referred to as the Divine Spirit of Moshiach. This is another example of drawing light from way up above, down below. Drawing the light from Koyach, from Machshava, from potential, bringing it down to this world, to Poyal, to actualization. Kol ze nimshach, Rabbein Azal shows there in Likut Imran that all of this is accomplished when we sweeten and, and eliminate anger, all types of anger. <clears throat> in that chapter on Likut Imran, Rabbein Azal expounds on the Pesach, and Rabbein Azal reveals incredible secrets on that Pesach from the Arizal, and then Rabbein Zal adds his own chidushim to it. 
that that pasuk poiseach esyodecha refers to the opening up of the yuds, as we mentioned in the previous shurim, the yud of yud kevavke, and the yud at the end of aleph dalad nun yud, and poiseach is like the letter is like the vowel pasach. Pasach is a line like a vav, representing those six letters in the middle of these two yuds. When you combine yud kevavke and aleph dalad nun yud in the way that we've discussed earlier, and it's brought that the 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 Zohar Kodesh, the Arizal tell us that the last letters of poiseach es yodecha make up the name of the angel who is appointed over Parnassah, Ches Tov Chav, which is Bigimatria 428, which is Bigimatria two times Ruach. We've been speaking throughout this halacha, and Rabbeinu Zalavadim, Likut Imran, speaks about the Ruach de la'ela and the Ruach de la Sata, the upper Ruach and the lower Ruach. <coughs> and we spoke about Koyach and Poyal, Machshava and Maisa, so Rabbein Azal also says there that the first letters of Poiseach Es Yodecho spell the word Api, my anger. And Rabbein Azal has a whole discussion there in Likud Imran showing that it's only when we're able to overpower anger, when we're able to be mamtik, the kas and haroinaf, that's what enables this whole process of these two ruachs operating and bringing things from Achshava to Maisa, from Koyach to Poyal. Oz, and then when Moshe Rabbeinu got angry because the, the Jews had not fulfilled the obligation completely in killing out those women and girls who had participated in seducing the Jews, it was Elozor HaKoyen, the son of Aaron HaKoyen, who was the one who pacified, who calmed down the anger of Moshe Rabbeinu. Shehoyo Oz HaKoyin Godol. He was the Koyin Godol at that time. Aaron HaKoyin had already passed away. Shekol Eisek HaKoyanim. Bifrat Eisek HaKoyin Godol hu lechaper al Yisroel ulahamtik hacharoinaf ulahaloisam meitum alatara. We know that the whole, the entire focus and job of the Koyanim, especially the Koyin Godol, is all about bringing about an atonement, a forgiveness for the Jewish people, to eliminate Hashem's anger, the anger that we invoke from Hashem when we commit sins, and to elevate the Jews from Tumah, from impurity, to Tahara, to purity. And it's for this reason that the Koyanim have extra requirements to be extremely careful to avoid becoming Tomei. <clears throat> Especially the Koen Godel, his requirements are even stricter than the other Koyanim. Shenem boy about him, the Pesach says, <laughs> He's not allowed to attend any funerals. <clears throat> Because the, the source, the root of all types of impurity is the impurity that comes from a dead body. Shehu avi avois The Gemara refers to that as the grandfather of Tuma, the, the, the top of the pyramid. Ki iker ha-tuma Because as we explained previously, <coughs> What brings on Tumah impurity 
is when the holy divine spirit of life leaves. She'oz hu bebechinas misa. When that ruach hachayim of kedusha leaves, then the person is in a state referred to as misa, death. Bechinas, even if the person is physically alive, bechinas reshoem bechayeim kruyemesim. As the Gemara says, a rasha, even while he's physically living, is referred to as being dead. V'alkein hakoyhein muzar lenefesh lo yitama biyamav. And this is why all koyhanim are, are warned in the Torah that they're not allowed to become tome in, in participating in ordinary funerals. The Kohen Gadol has an even stricter requirement than the other Kohanim. The other Kohanim are allowed to attend funerals of these seven close relatives. The Kohen Gadol, he's not even allowed to become Tame <coughs> through the passing away of his parents. Because every Kohen, Bifrat HaKohen Godol, and especially the Kohen Godol, Kol Iskoi Letaher Es Yisroel Me'avoinus. Their entire focus is purifying the Jewish people from sins. Shehu Alidei Hamshochas Horuachayim Mikoyach HaLapoel. And the way that that's accomplished is by drawing that Ruach HaChayim, that spirit of life, from its source, which is koyach, drawing it, bringing it down to poyal. V'yalkein, b'chol mokoin nismach ha-koyin godol melech Yisrael. And this is why Rav Nosanzal points out, we find throughout the Torah, very often, when the Torah speaks about the koyin godol, it puts him right next to the king. K'moshekosov melech v'koyhein as it says in the beginning of Eicha, Ki kol malchus Yisroel degdusha hu bechinas malchus David Moshiach. Because every aspect of holy kingdom of the Jewish people is associated with the kingdom of Dovar HaMelech, from whom Moshiach is going to come from. Sheloi nitan keser malucha al Yisroel. He is the one who is given the official crown of kingdom over the Jewish people, Shehu Bechinas Ruach Alekim, which is also this concept of this divine spirit. Shehu Ruchai Shal Moshiach, which the Zohar Kodesh refers to as the Ruach of Moshiach. We know that one of the names of Hashem that's associated with kingdom is the name Elohim. Rabbein Azal refers to this in chapter 4 in Mikut Imran, based on the Pesach, Veloikim Malki Mikedem. Hashem is our, my king from way, way back. <clears throat> the term Ruach, the Pesach speaks about that second Pesach in the Chumash, refers to Ruach Eloikim Merachefes Al The Ruach of Hashem, the Holy Spirit of Hashem, hovers over the waters, and the Zohar Kodesh says this is referring to the Ruach of Moshiach. The Zohar Kodesh tells us that if you take Hashem's name Eloikim, Hashem's name Eloikim, the numerical value is 86. If you fill out the letters, <coughs> each letter as a word, Aleph, Aleph Lamed Pei, Lamed, Lamed Mem Dalid, and so on and so forth, it's Bigimatria 300. 300 minus 86 
is 214, which is the word Ruach. So the word Ruach is the milui of Elikim. Hashem's name Elikim, when you fill it out, the filled out portion is Ruach. That's this term, Ruach Elikim. So this is an aspect of the Malchus of Hashem, Melech HaMashiach. V'ha'koyen ha'godol somochelov. And the Torah places the Koen Godol side by side with the king. Ki avoidas ha'koyen godol lo hoitzi mi koyach el ha'poyal haruachayim meiruach shomoshia kanalam. Because the, 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 the work of the Koen Godol is all about bringing Hashem's light and bringing the Shefa from Koyach, from potential, into Poyal, to actualization, to bring that Ruach Haim, to draw from the Ruach of Moshiach. Vezeh Bechinas Moshe V'aharoim. And this is also the concept of the Torah putting these two together, Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKohen. Moshe Bechinas Moshiach. In this scenario, Moshe Rabbeinu represents Moshiach, as we find when the Torah speaks about Yehuda, the son of Yaakov Avinu, from whom Moshiach will come, it says there, Ad Kiyavoi Shiloi, until Shiloi will come, and Shiloi is a nickname for Moshiach. Shiloi is one of the names of Moshiach. And the Zohar Kodesh says, Shiloi do Moshe. Shiloi is bigematria Moshe, because Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be a major aspect of Moshiach's coming. The Aaron, who Hakoyen Godol. Aaron is the Hakoyen Hagodol Horishan. He was the first Koyen Godol. Shehu Oisek Laham Shechoruachayim Meiruchoy Shal Moshe Moshiach Shehoyoraboy. Aaron Hakoyen is the one who's involved in trying to draw that spirit of life from the Ruach of Moshe Moshiach, who was his Rebbe. K'mayishom Rabbi Seinazal, the Seder HaMishnah, as the Gemara defines the order of how the Torah was taught to the Jewish people. The Gemara says, <coughs> first Moshe Rabbeinu received instructions from Hashem, then Nichnas Aharoin, Aaron HaKoyin went into the Oyal Moed with Moshe Rabbeinu, Shonoloi Moshe Pirkoi, and Moshe Rabbeinu taught Aaron HaKoyin what he had learned. Nimza, She'aharoin Hoyo Talmid Horishon Shal Moshe Rabbeinu. So Aaron HaKoyin was the number one, the first student in the order of the students of Moshe Rabbeinu. V'yalkein Zoho Lekohuna, and that's why he was to the kahuna, to the priesthood, lechaper al bnei Yisrael, which is all about bringing about an atonement for the Jewish people. Shehu alidei hamshochas haruachayim mikoyach alapoel, and the way that that's accomplished is by being able to draw that ruachayim from leela to lesato, from koyach to poyal. Shaydeze nitorin mikol hoavoynos. That purifies us from all of our sins. And this is why the Pesach says in the Sabrocha, when it speaks about Shevet Levi, from whom the Koyhanim came forth. The Koyhanim were part of Shevet Levi. The Pesach says there, Borech Hashem Cheloi, Hashem will bless his power 
and the actions of his hands, Hashem will receive and accept with good will. The first part of that pasuk, Hashem blessing the chel of the koyhanim, that represents koyach, potential thought. Ki loshin koyach, because the term cheloi chayil is associated with koyach, kamishikosuv, as the pasuk says in Chumash Dvarim, ki hu hanoisin lachok koyach lasois choyil. Hashem is the one who gives you the ability, the power to achieve accomplishments, to perform powerful things. So we see Choyil is, is Koyach. Upoyal Yodov, and the actions, the products of our hands, Zebchinas Poyal, that's the Poyal aspect. Vizehu Upoyal Yodov. Note it says Poyal Yodov, the Poyal, which is the result of the hands. Zebchinas Hitpatchus Hayodayim. That's the opening up of the hands, which Rabbi Nezal speaks about over there in chapter 66 in Likut Imran. It's by the opening up of the hands that we're able to bring things from koyach to poyal. The poyal, the results of the produce of the hands will be accepted with goodwill by Hashem. Rab Nosazal says, note the word, tirtze. Tirtse daika bechinas rotsoin vecheshek vekisuf and dikdusha. This is referring to desire and holy yearnings. Remember, poiseach es yodecho umasbiya lechol chai rotsoin. The svia, the blessing, comes as a result of rotsoin, intense desire and yearning. Shalidezeh daika moitzien mikoyach alapoyal. It's by a Jew's intense and consistent yearning and desire for Hashem, that's what enables us to bring things from potential into actualization. Kimavur about Toranal, as Rabbi Nezal explains this also over there in chapter 66. It's impossible for a Jew to be able to take anything from potential into actualization without deep, powerful will and desire. It's this strong desire and willpower that helps us overcome all the obstacles. As the Gemara says, There is nothing that can stand in the way, that can block a person, that can hold a person back when the person has that powerful will. And this is why the Pasuk continues over there, what the Pasuk is saying here is that all of our enemies, those that rise up against us <coughs> to try to block us from serving Hashem, they issue all kinds of evil decrees. We, we're not allowed to keep Shabbos, can't keep Rismil. It's from them, from these enemies, these 
agents of the Sitra Achra, that, that all of that, all the obstacles come from, Kulam Yichru Vipoilu Nefila Balitukuma. All of them will buckle and fall, a, a permanent fall, Alidei Toikif Harotzain Vacheshik Digdusha. As a result of that powerful rotzain, as a result of that tirtze, that will bring about mechatz motznaim komov, that those who rise up against us will be crushed, and they won't be able to, to, to get up. It's through this tremendous holy willpower that we're able to break all the obstacles. Nimza. And again, this is all written by Shevet Levi, referring to the Koihanim. Nimtze sheha koihain oisik lahamtik hacharoinaf ulahamshech ruchay shel Moshiach ulahoitzi mikoyach alapoyal. So it's the Koyan, therefore, that's involved in bringing about an atonement for all of our sins, which means that eliminates all of Hashem's anger, and that helps us draw on the Ruach of Moshiach and to bring things from potential to actualization. This is what really results in us being purified from all of our sins. This is why Hashem set up circumstances in such a way that it was specifically Elozer HaKoyen who was given the privilege of, of teaching this mitzvah of dipping Kalim in the mikvah, Kalim of a non-Jew, at the, when Moshe Rabbeinu got angry at that time. Ki iker tikun tvilas ha-mikvah shal Yisrael. Because the main achievement of the dipping in the mikvah, of a holy mikvah of the Jewish people, Shubchinas Tvilas Kalim, which also has this aspect of toiveling utensils, Shubchinas Moitzi Mikoyach Alapoyal, which we learned in the previous year is an example of bringing things from Koyach to Poyal, Nimshach Alidei Hamtokas Hakas Vacharoinav. The way that we accomplish that is when we're able to sweeten and eliminate anger. And that is especially accomplished through the Koyen. Question, how can drawing from the upper Ruach incur forgiveness of sins? Isn't tshuva necessary for that? The answer is, tshuva means a person connecting to a very high place. The process of tshuva, we mentioned that it's brought... <coughs> that the, the letter He, the Gemara says the letter He represents the tshuva process, where the letter He has two sides, on the right side it has a roof, and it has a wall, and on the left side it has a small leg that's not attached to the roof of the He. And the bottom, the floor of the He is wide open. The Gemara says this means that if a person wants to sin, if a person wants to go down, the door is wide open for them. If they want to return, if they want to come back, the Gemara says they cannot come back from that same place that they exited. They have to come back from a higher place. They have to go up higher to that place, that opening between the leg of the hay and the roof of the hay, and be able to go in there. And this is, the Zohar Kodesh uses the wording, 
Kulhu b'machshava isbariru. Everything gets repaired and refined in machshava. Since all sin originates in thought, and all activity originates in thought, when we want to correct sins, we have to go up to machshava. We have to go up to that place called machshava, which in our context is this term koyach, potential which is mashava. We have to go up to that place, that very high place, and bring a kapora from there. Just like the Queen Godel had to go into the Beis Hamikdash, into the Holy of Holies, in order to bring about an atonement, a kapora. Naturally, a major aspect of tshuva is a person regretting the sins that they committed, having sincere regret, feeling ashamed and embarrassed over the sin that they did, and expressing a, a, a resolve not to repeat it. That's obviously also a very important part of tshuva, but it, it also requires going up to a very high place in order to be purified. So we're saying there's different roles between the tzaddik, the kohen, gadol, or is that some overlapping? Question, are there different roles between the tzaddik and the kohen gadol? The answer is the fact that we have such a concept of a Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyim teaches us that there are different roles. Now, we know between, just regarding these two, which are way on top of the pyramid, the Koyim Godel and the leading tzaddik of the generation, the example of Moshe and Aaron, the Gemara tells us, based on a Pasuk and Mishlei, that between these two, Yekorahi Mipninim, that the Talmud Chacham, the Tzaddik, is on a higher level, is greater, is more precious than the Koin Godel. The term Pninim means Lifnai Velifnim, the Koin Godel who entered inside the Holy of Holies. So there is a Tzaddik who, in many respects, is Koilel everything. He has everything, everything. He's the top of the pyramid. However, Hashem has designed Klal Yisrael, where there's Koyhanim, Leviim, Yisraelim, each one having different functions. There are many places where we overlap. There are many mitzvahs where we're all together. But there are certain differences between them. And even between Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyim, there were differences. Aaron HaKoyim was the one who went into the, who did the Avoid of the Koyim Godel, but during the initiation ceremony of the Mishkan, Moshe Rabbeinu took on the role of Kohen Gadol. He was the one during the Shivamei Miluim. He's the one who did all the Avodah. There's a Navi, there's a Chacham. The Torah defines many different levels. In the first Pasuk in Parshas Nitzavim, it says there, Atem Nitzavim Hayoim Kulchem Lefnei Hashem Alekechem. You are standing here, all of you, Klal Yisrael, before Hashem, and it lists ten categories. Roshechem, Shiftechem, Ziknechem, Koilish Yisrael, Tapchem, Neshechem. And the Zohar Kodesh says this refers to the ten different categories in Klal Yisrael. So in some way, men and women are different, have different roles in many respects. And there are many, many cases where they overlap. When it comes to mitzvahs loisaseh, the negative commandments, same requirements generally. And this whole incident that we describe in this last paragraph, where Hashem gave instructions to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem said to him, your final mission will be 
to instruct the Jewish people to pay back Midian for their evil, evil sins, and then you will die. And the Torah praises Moshe Rabbeinu that even though he was told that this is his last mission, then he's going to pass away, he didn't procrastinate, he didn't delay in any way, he immediately went to accomplish this mission. That's when this whole incident, the whole story of Bilam and Bolak and the war against Midian took place, which we're going to be reading about next week, when we read Parshas Bolak. As it says there clearly, when Hashem gives Moshe Rabbeinu the instructions regarding this war, Hashem says, and As soon as this battle is over, you will be gathered into your people. You will pass away. And the Torah tells us that when the war was over, supposedly, and Moshe Rabbeinu saw that they had allowed the women to remain alive, Moshe Rabbeinu got very angry. What are you doing? They were the, they were the, main, the main instigators here. They were the ones who were used to entice the Jews and to get the Jews to fall based on the advice of Bilam Arasha. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who saw the incredible power and, and how the Sidrachra spread out to such a degree to swallow up the Jews. To the point where even after all the incredible effort that Moshe Rabbeinu had put in and all the Messiris Nefesh that he suffered in order to purify and improve the Jewish souls, the Satan is still dancing around with us. He's still playing around with us. To the point where even at the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, after his whole career, after everything he had put into the Jewish people, his gare Bilam Harosha, Bilam Harosha rises up, and he causes some of the Jews to stumble in Pegama Bris to sin with non Jewish women. That's the most powerful Yetzirah in all people is this Yetzahara for committing sins with women. And that's the source of all the obstacles and the confusion and the battles and the conflict which the Sitra attacks the Jewish people with. Which block us from being able to take things from potential to actualization, which things? Holy life. In order to purify and perfect the Jewish people to get us, to, to enable us to achieve perfection. To the point where Moshe Rabbeinu saw and realized 
that he's not going to be able to succeed completely during his lifetime. He's going to have to die in order to really accomplish this, in order to complete his mission of purifying the Jews completely. Because based on how much the Sitrachra spreads itself and strengthens itself, it's impossible even for Moshe Rabbeinu to finish the job during his physical lifetime, but rather it's only going to be completed after he passes away. The canal, as we discussed in the previous paragraphs. The raw and Moshe Rabbeinu saw further, Shegam Acharkach, Yavor al Yisroel Mashiavor, that even after Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, the Jews are going to go through major challenges and difficulties and major falls. Vohoikar al Yedei Taiva Zois, and especially regarding this issue, the challenges in order to keep, keep a holy relationship between men and women. Shehi ikra de Yitzra The Zohar Kodesh says that's the main focus of the Yitzhahara, is to get us to commit sins in this area. Alkain, therefore, me'oitzen tsaroi al tsoras Yisroel, as a result of the tremendous pain that Moshe Rabbeinu felt regarding the suffering of the Jewish people, he, he became angry. And therefore, the sweetening of this anger was accomplished through his student, Elozor HaKoyen, who sweetened and suppressed this anger. And was able to draw down that divine spirit of Moshiach, Shemishom which is what enables the Jewish people to take things from potential to actualization. And as we learned in the previous year, that's the whole concept of dipping kalim in water, or a person dipping himself in water. It's a matter of going back to water, which was the, 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 the koyach of the world. When Hashem first created the world, when the world was in a state of potential, it was in a state of water. It was wall-to-wall water. This is the concept of dipping in a mikvah, the concept of dipping those vessels, where that's when Elozer HaKoyen taught Klal Yisrael this halacha, that any of these utensils that we're going to take from Midian, we have to dip them in, in a mikvah before we're allowed to use them. And this is why it was Elozer HaKoyen who was the agent who was used to soften the anger of Moshe Rabbeinu at the time, he was the one who gave over this mitzvah, who taught this mitzvah to B'nai Yisrael. Any questions, please? A question in the chat. Is there a source that discusses which is the biggest Yetzirah in women since it's not the same as in men? It seems that it's related. You know, it's a, a, a woman's function regarding this issue is to be able to maintain her dignity, her tzniyus, her holiness in, in, in enabling her husband 
to be able to keep, it's, it's, a, it's a set, they represent a shleimus together, where it's as a result of a person getting married bigdusha and bringing children into the world. This is what, this is the, the shleimus of tikkun abris. So the woman's role in enabling that to happen, number one, <clears throat> in, in maintaining her purity and her holiness and her tznius, and in seeing to it that she's not machshil any other men, number one, <clears throat> and maintains a level of loyalty <clears throat> and respect and gives her husband the ability <clears throat> to maintain this holiness, that's, that's one of the main ways that she contributes to this. Paragraph Tezayin, V'alkein, Be'yoyser tzrichen litboy letumas keri, and this is why the Torah puts special emphasis on a man going to the mikvah if he has become tome impure through keri, through an, ac- an accidental emission. Because even after the Beis Hamikdash has been destroyed, where we don't have the same ability to achieve purity as we did during the time of the Beis Hamikdash, because we do not have the ashes of the Pora Duma. Note this is this week's parsha, Parsha's Chukas. Still, the Torah requires <coughs> that a man go to the mikvah to purify himself from this keri. As the Gemara says, that all people who encounter any type of tumor, even though we don't have the ashes of the paraduma to completely purify the person, still they require dipping in the mikvah to resolve the carry issue. Ki ikar hapegam hagodol mikol hapegomim hu pegam habris. Because the main sin, which is worse than all other sins, is when a person sins in this area, pegam habris, chas v'shalom. Regarding the, the healthy, kosher relationship between men and women. Kalidezer hu poigem beyoiser because when a person sins in this area, this causes the greatest damage to that pishnaim, to that double portion. Which we explained is the concept of the upper ruach and the lower ruach and being able to take things from potential to actualization. Because all of our activities, all of our actions, whether it's good deeds or sins, all comes about as a result of us drawing life from Hashem. Which we're trying to draw all the time. And when a person receives life from Hashem, and they use that life, that energy, to perform a mitzvah, that person draws upon themselves additional portion of life from that upper ruach. There's the, the, the normal state, 
where, where Hashem is, is giving out life, there's life flowing from Hashem to all of us down here on earth. When a person performs a mitzvah, Hashem doubles that flow of life. Bebechinas, as the Pesach says, Yiras Hashem, Toisif Yomim. Respect for Hashem adds days to a person. It is like the canal as we discussed previously. And on the opposite side, Kishori says Avera, when a person commits a sin, Azai Mesalek Chiyusoi, a person removes this life from themselves. This holy life coming from Hashem, Venim Shachol of Chiyus the Sitrachra, and the person starts receiving from a different channel, from the Sitrachra, from the other side. And all of this is defined by the quality of the mitzvah or the quality of the Avera. And based on exactly how the person performs the mitzvah or the Avera. Because when a person performs a major mitzvah, and the person performs that mitzvah with tremendous strength and, and tremendous self-sacrifice. It doesn't come easy to them. They have to travel far. They have to spend money. The person receives a major, major additional flow of life from Hashem, of life energy from Hashem. And if the person performs the mitzvah on a low fire, on a low flame, that person also receives holy energy from Hashem, but relative compared to the, 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 the energy that the person put into the mitzvah. Because everything is calculated precisely by Hashem. And so too on the other side, when a person is committing a sin, generally all sins that a person commits are the result of desire, a wrong type of desire being aroused inside the person. And Rav Nelson Zal says, the most powerful desire inside of a man, inside of a person, is this desire for this connection between men and women. Because as the Sifre Kabbalah explain, it's in this area that the entire, the energy of the entire body from head to toe gets involved and is focused in this, um, in, in this part of the body. Now, why is it this way? Why did Hashem make it this way? Because within the framework of holiness, it's this issue that's going to perpetuate mankind, that's going to enable us to produce, to bring new life to the world, new children to the world. 
להמשיך נשמויס הנוילותים על ידי זה, to be able to bring down souls for our children through this act, this union between man and woman. והנשמה צריכן להמשיך ממוקויים גבויה מאוי. Now, a Jewish soul comes from the highest, highest possible place, spiritually. So we have to be able to draw down a soul from this super high place. Ki nishmas havlad nimshach alidei hisoirus zivug veyichud elyoin shenisoirer alidei zivug tachtoin. Because what, what, what brings about a soul being produced and sent down to this world requires a union in heaven. It requires a divine union up in heaven, which is brought about by a physical union that takes place down here on earth. Because what this does is this causes a chain reaction where each level receives from the level above it and the higher level from the still higher level, until we go all the way up the ladder and we're able to draw life and a soul which is drawn down into that droplet which is going to result in the birth of a child. As is explained in the Kisve Arizal, and it's for this reason that this part of the body, this organ, the bris koidesh, is referred to as Yosef, Shohoyo Bechoyer, who was the one who received the Bechoyer when Ruvain crossed the line, when Ruvain committed an act of pigama bris in interceding in the bed of his father, Yaakov Avinu. And the Bechoyra was taken away from Ruvain and given to Yosef HaTzadik, Shenoitel Pishnayim. And we know the Bechoyra gets a double portion. He is this Pishnayim, this double. Remember, the Vilna Goyen says that the word Bechoyra, Beis is two, Chaf is 20, Reish is 200. Two, two, two. Bechoyra is this concept of Pishnayim. Because when we want to draw life into this world, when we want to produce a child, we have to be able to draw spiritual energy from the highest, highest place. From that Ruach Haim above, from the origin, the, the roots, the top of the top. All of this is included in that term, double portion, as we, as we spoke about this in the previous shurim here. The, as that's within the framework of holiness. And Hashem made the holiness and the unholiness parallel to each other in order that there should be free choice. Remember these words, Zeh, Le'umas, Zeh, Oso, Elohim. The first letters, it's, here it says, Ho, Elohim. But if the, the wording, Zeh, Le'umas, Zeh, Oso, Elohim, spell the word, Azazel. If you recall, the Kohen Gadol, Anyum Kippur, 
One of his avoiders was to take two goats that had to look identical, exactly the same. One of them was used as one of the holiest, holiest sacrifices of the entire year. Its blood was sprinkled in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Soer Lashem, and the other one was the opposite, the, the Soer LaAzazel, the, the goat that was taken to the Mount Azazel and pushed off the mountain. And all the sins of all of Kal Yisrael were transferred onto that goat, and it wasn't even shechted. It was pushed off the mountain to be torn to shreds and thereby eliminate all the sins of the Jewish people. So here, Rav Nosenzal tells us, first he described to us the incredible holy process of bringing a child into the world, and, and, and Hashem made zel umazeh, that there has to be an opposite, an equal opposite force, in a sense, in Tumah. V'yalkein misoyorin kenegedzeh kol hasitron achronim. And therefore, to, to oppose this, all the different powers of the Sitrachra get together, which parallel all those levels of holiness. And that's what results in the powerful desire that a person feels in the direction of sin in this area. And if a person doesn't fight that, if a person doesn't try to make every effort to remain within the boundaries of holiness, to the point where this results in the person emitting, wasting seed, that results in one of the most severe types of impurity. Because through this sin, it damages all of those levels on that ladder. We spoke about a ladder going from down here all the way up to the highest places. When a person sins in this area, it damages all of those different rungs on the ladder. Because of the fact that as a result of this desire, this is where a person draws the life of all the organs in the body and, and all the organs and all the, all the powers of the soul, all the, the life energy of the person. Even when a person is living in a kosher manner between husband and wife, even if the person is very religious and they, they're careful to follow all the laws and they're careful to watch their thoughts and their speech and action in this area, when, when a husband and wife are together, and even with the greatest degree of holiness and purity, it requires going to, the, the man has to go to the mikveh afterwards. Even if he fulfills this mitzvah with holiness and purity, because unfortunately, as a result of the pegam of Odom Arishain, 
when a husband and wife are together, they must be affected a little bit to some degree by the tumor that was brought into the world as a result of the sin of Adam and Chava, which affected this area the most. We know the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Adam Arishon Moshuch Ba'orlosayhoya, that Adam Arishon was steeped in Orla. The Gemara makes reference that there was a major aspect of Pigama Bris in, in the whole incident with the Eitz Hadas. And we know that it's brought that afterwards, after the Eitz Hadas, Odom Arishan separated from his wife for a period of 130 years, and it's brought that during that time there were shadim and forces of tumor that caused Odom Arishan to experience tumor in this area. Vialkain Tikain Ezra Tvila Labale Karian Koidem Shayasku Betoiro Betvila, and this is why the great Sadik Ezra Hasoifer made a takona, he established a rule for Klal Yisrael that in the, if a person sees keri, they must toivel and the mikvah first before they're allowed to study Torah or daven. Ki iker histalkos harua chayim beyoiser hualidei tumas keri. Because one of the things that causes the greatest removal of that spirit, of that holy spirit of life from a person is this Thomas Carey? Because when this happens to a person, they're giving out their life. They're giving out their, their life energy. And this is why such a person require, has the greatest requirement to toivel in the mikveh. Because by toiveling in the mikveh, the person restarts this process of drawing new Ruachayim from the source, from Koyach, down to Poyal, as we learned in the previous year. Any questions, please? A question in the chat. We know that there's something called Bris Haloshon. The tongue is also referred to as Bris. It's brought that the, the, the spheroids, these seven lower spheroids, appear in the head also. Sometimes we refer to them as being represented by the different parts of the body, where, for example, Netzach is the right leg, Hoid is the left leg, Yesoid is the briskoidish, Malchus is the bottom of the feet. We, this also appears in the head where the Netzach and Hoid are the lips, the, the upper lip and the lower lip, and the Yesoid is the tongue. And Rabbein Azal in chapter 19 in the Kutimran and in many other places, and all the Sifrei Kabbalah speak a lot about the connection between the Bris HaMoer and the Bris HaLoshon, that these two are very, very much intertwined and connected with each other. We're going to have more on this. We're not finished with this top, this this discussion. The next paragraphs are going to clarify this more, more so. A wonderful day to all. Yeshua is refuas besuras tovus mitzvah.